What do you know about experiential learning? Simply put, you've been learning by doing your whole life. But how does that apply at a college of pharmacy? I'm Mike Landis, and today UT Tyler Radio connects with the Associate Dean of Experiential Education at the Fish College of Pharmacy, Dr. Pamela Ochoa. How does learning by doing apply in a college of pharmacy? It's essential to the education of pharmacists. We can teach them so much in the classroom setting, which is essential to their learning and educational outcomes. However, really it's the hands-on experience that helps everything come together. And so when we look at their overall educational outcomes and learning, when they're out in practice and applying what they've learned in the classroom setting and the laboratory setting, it all comes together for them. And we are a profession that is a a legacy profession, meaning that that apprenticeship-like model by having our current pharmacists who are out in the profession teach upcoming, you know, the next generation of pharmacists, um, we pass on the, the knowledge, the skills, the attitudes, the behaviors that are essential to be able to enter into the profession. I should let folks know that you were recently elected to be experiential educator. I should let folks know that you were recently elected to be Experiential Education Chair with the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. Congratulations. Thank you. Is experiential education common in most pharmacy schools? Good question. Currently, we have 142 colleges of pharmacy throughout the United States. As part of every curriculum from those colleges of pharmacy, you will find experiential education is an essential part of their curriculum. So any pharmacist that we have that is graduated from a college of pharmacy in the United States will have undergone um, quite a bit of experiential education. And they will, uh, it's it's an essential part of the curriculum. It, It aligns with the didactic curriculum. So it's meant to help support the didactic curriculum. So all of our pharmacists have undergone experiential education. Now, you're a doctor of pharmacy and clinical professor at UT Tyler's Fish College of Pharmacy. What drew you to experiential learning at the university level? Experiential learning is something that has always fascinated me. Personally, it was where my understanding of medications, medication therapy, disease states, chronic conditions, um, all the wonderful things that we know how to do as pharmacists, that's where it all came together. It was essential to my learning, and I found that that is where I learned the best. It was that hands-on aspect of my education that helped me the most. And after graduating from pharmacy school, I found myself in um, residency. And residency is pretty much all experiential education. And that fostered my learning even more so. After that, I found my way into a role of residency program director. And I was able to see the transition of our residents after they graduate from pharmacy school and enter a residency. There is a true transformation that happens during that year in their learning, in their professionalism, and even personally. And it was that fascination that allowed me to sort of understand the importance of experiential education in the learning process. And and after that, then I uh, found my way here to the Fish College of Pharmacy as Associate Dean for Experiential Education, uh, where I, I oversee the experiential curriculum and um, 
and can continue that fascination. When we interviewed Fish College of Pharmacy Dean Dr. Amy Schwartz last fall, she indicated that one of the skills that she's found lacking in some pharma students these days is students who lack interpersonal skills, uh, someone, something someone would need working with the public head of pharmacy. How does experiential education help with that? Experiential education causes our students to face some of maybe their fears or insecurities. It helps to build confidence because with a mentor and with a preceptor by their side, they're able to practice some of these interpersonal skills as well as interprofessional skills um, that allows them to build that confidence with somebody that can guide them along the way. And um, so if they're, if they're feeling insecure about those skills, they have somebody that can help them. Also, that feedback, right? So our preceptors are able then to give them feedback on that skills, how they're interacting with patients, um, and help them build that and, and refine it. Describe to me how that actually takes place. What's the, the mechanism for that taking place? That a student goes to a pharmacy, an active pharmacy perhaps, and, and works with the pharmacist? Yes, exactly. So we call pharmacists who are practicing currently and, um, and then are willing to accept our students and teach them at their practice site. We refer to them as preceptors. And so we part of our profession is giving back to our profession. And when we graduate, we take an oath of a pharmacist. And at the very end, we raise our right, well, we raise our right hand to take the oath. But at the very end, we promise or we vow to give back to the profession through educating the next generation of pharmacists. And many of our preceptors take this very seriously. So when a student accompanies them at their practice site, they're able to teach them to do what they currently do. They teach them medication knowledge. They teach them um, communication skills. They help them refine those interpersonal skills. And all of that begins to build their confidence, their knowledge, their experience, so that when they graduate, they can go and fulfill many of those roles. Now, this might be in a variety of settings. We have um, pharmacists in the hospital. We have preceptors in the community setting, oncology, pediatrics, geriatrics, nuclear pharmacy. There's over a hundred types of um, pharmacy professions that they could go into. So uh, do you work with like a, like a major drug chain, let's say, are you working with the the Walgreens and the the Walmart pharmacies and that sort of thing of the world as you put this together? Yes, absolutely. We work with Walgreens and CVS that the uh, community retail, um, uh, pharmacies. We also work with hospitals, pharmacies, where our students go and do rotations. And then we work with independent pharmacies locally and throughout Texas, um, the FDA, the uh, VA system. We have many different, um, we have over a hundred different rotation sites that we collaborate with um, that provide education or sites for our students to go and, and practice with a preceptor. So your focus is pharmacy, but I have to say that at the beginning of all of this, we mentioned that while folks may not be aware of the term experiential education, most of us have done it most of our lives. Learning by doing seems straightforward. Can you give us some examples of the content in that experiential education curriculum? Some items in there. Absolutely. Our students do over 300 hours in the community setting um, in their first year and their second year. They do over 300 hours in the hospital setting in their second and third year. And then their fourth year is all experiential education. So they do seven 
six-week rotations in their fourth year. It is a four-year doctoral program. And so that last and final year is where we're intensifying the curriculum. We're getting them out to see different rotation sites. They do ambulatory care, hospital, community, adult medicine, acute care, and then they also are um, able to select some electives. Um, This might be infectious disease or critical care or oncology, pediatrics. And so that very last year is when it's all experiential education and we really um, intensify the curriculum at that time. Seems like it's a great jumping off point to actually go into the career. Now, you deal with the subject in the College of Pharmacy setting, but do you see the concept applied in other areas of education here on the UT Tyler campus, as a for instance, or business? I think that's where my eyes have been opened up the most is that my world has been pharmacy for so long. But where I'm starting to learn is that these internships exist in almost all types of settings and and, and uh, degree types. And it brings to light the value of experiential education, no matter what uh, practice type you're in, no matter what degree that you're pursuing. Um, it brings to light the importance of that. So business, for example, um, nursing, very heavy in experiential education as well as medicine. So um, we see the value of this and in, in, uh, in all curriculums where they can have, like you mentioned, uh, tie your shoes. You know, you get the hands-on <laughs> experience and you get to understand what it feels like to practice in these settings. Um, we can only teach so much in the classroom and in the laboratory setting. At some point, our students have to go out and they have to experience the real world in a manner that they can receive feedback, that they feel comfortable, where we can build their confidence and um, and help them face those insecurities in their learning. And so these environments foster that learning so that they can feel ready whenever they graduate. What are your goals for your experiential education program here at UT Tyler and for the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy in the new year? Okay, well, that I, I tend to have lofty goals. So um, I would love for our Fish College of Pharmacy to be on the map whenever it comes to innovation in experiential education. That really is my goal, that we are discovering new ways to deliver experiential education that we create, that we develop, that we continue to advance experiential education in innovative ways here at the Fish College of Pharmacy. So that that that's my dream for here. Nationally, I would like to see us understand the intricacies of experiential education to begin to start developing some standardization across colleges of pharmacy. Um, and I would like to to advance the profession by advancing experiential education. And part of that is developing our preceptors and our current pharmacists. The more that they're able to do, the more that they are able to broaden the horizons for their students, the more that we can advance the profession as a whole and advance our scope of practice. So I'm a firm believer that if you want to induce change in the profession, you start at the root. And in my opinion, that root is are our students. It's education. It's pharmacy education. So there's a symbiotic relationship between education and practice. And when we advance one, we advance the other. That's my more global goal, if you will, nationally as uh, through AACP. 
Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners before you go? I, I, I want to, I just want to bring recognition to locally and the support that we have seen locally in our experiential education through the hospital systems here locally. I, uh, we've been welcomed with open arms, and, and when we ask these sites to accept our students, sometimes it can be perceived as additional workload. But what I have seen and experienced are pharmacists that are here in East Texas that want to be engaged with our Fish College of Pharmacy. They want to um, accept our students and teach them. They want to advance our experiential education alongside with us. And that has been essential to our success. And so I just really want to bring recognition to our pharmacists, our health systems, our pharmacies throughout all of East Texas and throughout, throughout Texas who have collaborated with us. And they see the vision and they see the importance of experiential education to educating the, the next generation of pharmacists. These are these are the pharmacists who will be taking care of all of us. So, um, so I, I very much appreciate their collaboration. Thanks for listening as UT Tyler Radio connects with Dr. Pamela Ochoa, Associate Dean of Experiential Education at Fish College of Pharmacy. To share, listen again, or for a transcript of this interview, visit our website, uttyleradio.org. To be notified about future episodes, subscribe to UT Tyler Radio Connects on your favorite podcast platform. For UT Tyler Radio News, I'm Mike Landis.